This is Simon Transparently Awakening the heart of humanity As we see beyond the lies And open our eyes to realize This is our time to rise So welcome to another Simon Transparently And today we're in a beautiful cave And I think it's the most fitting environment actually To sit with Pele, Ohad mm. Welcome Thank you So I've just met this beautiful being, having been on a retreat, actually, with you, two retreats, and we've dived into uh, sexuality, sexual shamanism, diving deep into really the fabric of being human, actually, and exploring the different aspects of ourselves, our mm -hmm. personas, mm -hmm. and who we are, and the reason why I wanted to grab you for this podcast is not only is it about transparency, but it's about speaking about the taboos of mm. our society. Mm. And I think you will agree that sexuality is one of the greatest taboos of our society. So maybe just, I, I know you do a lot of podcasts, so I don't want to repeat stuff necessarily. Mm -hmm. People can find out about you, but maybe a little essence about what brings you here to Gozo in essence. And then we're The goddess of life brings me to Gozo, uh, and I'm so grateful, honestly. I am on a journey for many years to land uh, temples um, and communities and places that can uh, celebrate and practice uh, life that has uh, sexual shamanism involved in that, but basically that celebrate love and freedom in the deep meaning of that, that they come together, not on account of each other, mm -hmm. and holding power and sovereignty and synergy. This is what we teach in Ista, which uh, we met where we met. Um, and what we do is like, we go to different places in the world and we kind of open a circus tent, you know, of like, here we are, da -da, and, and there's like a big transformation that happens to people. But then there are tens of thousands of people that are actually experiencing new lifestyle with themselves. And, and then they want to practice. And how can you also live this way with people that are like-minded, like-hearted, um, not only for a, a week seminar, but actually live? So I'm on a, on a journey of like, where do you open it? And I've been in Thailand, and I've been in Portugal, and I've been in different places, Croatia looking for land, and something opened here in Gozo, and we're actually studying it. Um, mm -hmm. We're actually anchoring the temple uh, here, the Ashram of Love, uh, in Gozo. Unbelievable, beautiful, humbling, uh, from the amount of grace and beauty that we have here. Right, and mm -hmm. it's kind of very relevant because the, the essence of this island has been spoken about for a long time as the goddess island, yeah? Mm -hmm. Of course, it's not the goddess without the god, but in essence mm -hmm. of this being a, mm -hmm. uh, a, a, you could say, a, a sanctuary mm -hmm. way, way, way back, right? Yeah. Where the feminine was celebrated, where the goddess was, you know, embodied. And, you know, there's, a, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't know it all, mm -hmm. but there's a whole mythology no around, <laughs> around it, yeah? yeah? So when you said that originally, that that was an idea, it sort of, there was a yes in my body that if mm -hmm. there's anywhere where there should be at least one of these, mm -hmm. this island is definitely one of them, right? It seems like the island called me in. I didn't push myself into this island by any means. It was really like inviting me 
uh, I really heard the call, like you have to go to Mata from the inside, like I've never been here. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, a year, and uh, two years ago, and then when I came, there was such an invitation to come and to bring Istan, to bring this, and then to open the, the ashram here, that it feels, what it feels to me is that it really like deep powers that connect to this beautiful, powerful island, and uh, and the spirits of this island that are uh, working through us, actually. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, a little, what comes up, we, we use the word transparency, sovereignty, synergy, and sacredness. Yeah. So it wouldn't be, I, I would love you just in, again, in your words, sovereignty. What, is it, what does that mean today? People speak about sovereignty. Yeah, it's becoming a little bit of a buzzword, mm. but I love this idea of the embodiment of what that really means and I don't know if anybody really knows fully but I think that you're definitely communicating from that place and exploring that mm. so what does sovereignty mean to Pele in this moment mm. yeah uh, so thank you sovereignty um, is like recognizing yourself as the as your own authority that you're not uh, you don't need to answer to any anyone to mm. anyone else's orders uh, not your relationships and definitely not a, you know, a government or anybody like that, even though they think like that. Mm. But to recognize that I'm a sovereign being, basically it's because I recognize the divine in me. The divine in me, in you, in everybody is totally sovereign. Mm. You know, like the, the king of the universe, the queen of the universe, like this uh, royalty that means I am not submitted to any law. I am the law. Mm. And uh, in my understanding, love that is free from um, fear and contraction is the law mm-hmm. by itself. Now, the, the thing is that many people use sovereignty as um, almost like two-year-old year children when they just learn how to say no. Right. And uh, and celebrate it actually beautiful. It's like you know your your mom tell, tells you come to shower and say no, and you're so happy about it that you can say no, right. which is beautiful. But it's childish. Yeah. So sovereignty without synergy um, is uh, is lacking. Mm. Um, the beauty of life is when. I can really drop into my sovereignty. And from a place of that, I also recognize your sovereignty. Mm. And from this place, we find a way to work together. Uh, And this is synergy. Mm. So I'm not sovereign on the account of others, but I'm sovereign with others. Mm. Yeah, so for me, the example, simple example for that is uh, dance parties, free dance. Free dance... There's no one to tell you how to dance. Mm-hmm. And you know that you can do, you can dance anywhere you want. And like, you're really free to express yourself on the floor, jumping, standing, being still, anything. This is the sovereignty. And still you take care not to step on other people's toes and mm-hmm. not to, you know, spin around and bump someone. Uh, yeah. or, right. it's, it's like first do no harm. It's yeah. like this idea of like, you do no harm. Right. You, you don't want to, I yeah. think, you know, if life is a big dance, I mean, like you come to the dance, you don't come to punch people. Exactly. You come to dance together with people. And, right. and this is life. We're dancing together. So mm. 
I really want you to dance the way you want. Like, and I want to give myself the permission to dance the way I want. And let's see, sometimes we meet and we have a little dance together in life. And then we say goodbye and we dance with someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's so simple when you come to free dance, yeah. but uh, just expand it to life itself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which also there's a simplicity in that. And mm-hmm. I have this lovely saying called simplicity is divinity. Yeah. But for whatever reason, and you could, we could go talk about that for hours, mm-hmm. but the complexity of how the human psyche has become, it's like, you know, this idea of sovereignty, synergy, and I'm going to just bring in the word while we're at it, sacredness. Because yeah. what I'm hearing you as well is this idea of going into a dance and respecting is a reverence, right? Mm-hmm. There's a reverence for that person. As you said, you yeah. see the divinity in me, yeah. I see it in you. Mm-hmm. Instantly, that changes your behavior, that changes your actions, your choices, your words even. So it's, for me, I see the simplicity when you speak mm-hmm. it and uh, yeah. I hear others, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But then mm-hmm. we go out there and there's such hostility and, you know, you know this anyway, yeah. but you know, there's a conflict and so on. You, you know, in my tradition, I come from uh, many years of being a, a rabbi in the Kabbalistic Hasidic tradition. And uh, though I, you know, tossed away uh, the religious part of that, but there's pearls, there are pearls of wisdom. And one of them is that there was what this sage that said, it's not so simple to be simple. <laughs> right? um, so, yes, it's all about simplicity, but to really become simple, it takes life work to undo the knots of complications. Right. That, uh, so, you know, I, I, I consider myself much more simple person than my students, for instance, because, you know, at the beginning of the road, you're, you're so complicated and life is complicated. And, right. And everything is... You try to work everything out. Yeah, and you try to figure it out. And, and the world... More and more as I, you know, grow older a little, I see like, you know, things become just simple, mm. really simple. And it's simple, as you said, because there is divinity. It's, it's, it's divine. Right. And the divine is simple. It's, yeah. you know, oneness is a very simple thing. It's one, oneness. Mm. We're connected. We are connected. And, yeah. um, and when you see the, when you feel, it's not only see, it's like when you feel the divine vibration, you become humble. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I carry from my Kabbalistic tradition is really appreciating humbleness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and humbleness is so misunderstood in our society because people, it's not humbling, it's not like humiliating anyone or putting anyone down. It's just like seeing things in a simple way, actually. That the rock says, I'm a rock. And I'm not the sun and I'm not a cloud. And, uh, you know, the clouds are, are amazing and they are not rocks. Mm. So I can say, you know, simply I am me and I have my, what I can give to this reality. And you have other stuff to give. I'm right. not trying to be you. You're not trying to right. be me. Like accepting the divine order and also accepting the uniqueness. Mm-hmm. That we're interconnected, but within that we have this uniqueness mm-hmm. of each of us that we can also allow. Yeah. And then this is humble, being humble. Mm. Basically, being humble is seeing things as they are. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and and again, there's a great wisdom in this. It's like it might sound for people listening. They might be like, "Oh, yeah, that sounds easy." But as we know, there's a lot of turbulence. There's a lot of belief structures. There's a lot of conditioning which you explore deeply. And especially when we go into sexuality and death. I mean, just for everybody listening, one aspect of level two is 
um, we dive into, let's say, the underworld. Let's call it the underworld. That's what yep. it is, right? We dive it into is. the underworld. Yep. We dive into death. We look at death, another great taboo of our time. Yep. And we really look at some of the misconceptions around actually darkness and, and light and so on, right? Yeah, well, yes. And, you know, it takes a, a week-long journey. Right. So we can't actually summarize it. <laughs> We're not going to, exactly. And yeah. also, it takes even, I would even go as far as take longer than that week journey. Yeah. But that week journey sets the president for yeah. a deeper exploration, right? Yeah. But the reason why I bring that up is that there's or oh, I want you to speak to this maybe, is that it does feel for me that there is a level of initiation and there's a level of work that an individual has to, has to do. There's that deeper knowing that we're all complete, whole, and, and there's that divinity. But then for whatever reason, through the conditioning, there's something that has to be looked at to go, oh, actually, I've been maybe upholding a whole set of beliefs that maybe were not fully true, right? Oh, completely. Yeah? That's why, we, you know, what I spoke about, to become simple, you need to undo the knots. Right. And, you know, to unlearn a lot of... of of the path in my eyes, actually unlearning, mm. um, unlearning of conditioning and uh, and the repression um, that is put upon us. Right. And yes, death, sex, and death are the the great taboos. And an interesting thing is that sex is what brings you into this world. Sex is the door out. So it's like we live in a society that says like. Hi, welcome. Forget where you, how you came in. Let's not talk about the way out and be busy here. Right. Uh, and then people are afraid of the entrance and are afraid of the exit. Beautiful. So what I actually love to do is, um, and this is a lot of the tantric ancient ways, let's look actually directly at that. Mm. Let's bring consciousness to sexuality. Mm to birth also, to what it means to actually come down and embody uh, physicality mm. and what it means to continue mm. to recycle the body right. and, and go uh, to death. These are inevitably connected. Sex and death are inevitably connected. Right. Um, and the journey has to go through death. And this is why in level two... Uh, as you say, we go through shamanic death uh, journey, which resembles level two in Ista is built upon um, initiation journeys from ancient mystery schools like the Elysian mysteries and the Sumatraki uh, lesser mysteries and other traditions um, that kept initiation journeys in which you need to go to the underworld, which means let go and let things die, let your identity die, because this identity is sometimes just not true. Right. It was put on you by your parents, your right. whatever. Yeah. And, you know, and a whole array of personas that we picked up along the yeah. way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we look at them and we look at that. And actually that brings me in beautifully because what we're seeing in the world and one of the things that inspired me about you and the way that you, know, you Dawn and Raphael delivered the, the two-week experience for us was, and maybe this is maybe my little projection because this is where I'm at as well, is like I really have a big strong vision of a civilization that is functioning from this this foundation, right? Well, we're and, you know, together I'm, in that. <laughs> I'm a raging, you know, people say sometimes, Simon, you're a raging optimist and so on, but I feel that the the more that we look at this, and yeah, it's complex, but actually if we if we look at that as opposed to looking out and saying, you must change, change the government, change this, change this, you all must change, as opposed to like, hey, what can I do right now to really shift? Yeah, I think it's, uh, we, we were speaking this for years, but uh, 
now we live it. Everybody, it's twenty. It's the end of twenty twenty now when right. we're talking, and the old civilization is crumbling. Right. We are sitting in the time where we see the old structures, and they're you know they're trying to make themselves stronger and to control even more because this is a of holding course, on. Yeah, hold on to what they know, uh, and it's uh, pathetic. Yeah. Um, but you can uh, have compassion to that. The old society is crumbling. Mm. The old civilization. It's mm. the, we live in the end of the older old civilization. Mm. We are also the dawn of a new civilization. Beautiful. Um, and this is what I dedicate my life to. I'm not fighting the government. They are falling. They don't need me to fall. Yeah. I, I, I'm really not going to you know a lot of political. Uh, Protesting, protesting, yeah. and it's like they—they're going to fall. They're going to yeah. fall like big, giant statues. Right. Because uh, the foundation well, is weak. It's crumbled. Yeah. It's not. It's, it can't hold up. Yeah, it's already falling. Yes. It just like takes the takes yeah. the time. What we need to do is help those souls that came to the world and are willing and sometimes are desperate to find their peers mm. uh, and to find places that can allow them to be what they are and not be pushed to become some whatever, you know, lawyer, doctor, um, right. engineer, uh, but actually to be who they are and create a new civilization. Mm. And the new civilization that is coming, uh, uh, I'll say it in the most cheesy, hippie uh, well words, good. it's a civilization of love. Yes. That love is at the core of this civilization. Um, we know how love is is an like important is even a small word uh, for any human being to grow a lot of the wounds that we actually see in society are caused by people who basically suffered the lack of love right a lot of those yes. generals and the tyrants that are running our world are actually miserable children right can see that you can feel yeah. it when yeah. you really look when you look at the energy field you yeah. tune into what's actually growing i mean again if you sat with many of them and looked at their as you said their entrance point mm -hmm. in as well i love mm -hmm. how you described that yeah. with the birth right mm -hmm. we're coming into this canal and then mm -hmm. coming into this and in the first mm -hmm. several years will probably have been very very traumatic and, yeah. and unloved yeah and yeah. then they need to prove themselves that they're big that they're strong that and they they unfortunately these are the the conditions that uh, they find how to express themselves. Mm. But we're building a new civilization, and honestly, this is much more important for me to talk about. Yeah, um, exactly. And it has to do with uh, recognizing sexuality as life force. Yes. It's not about sexuality, mm. and that's what many people sometimes don't understand. My work is not about sexuality. It's I see sexuality as a gate, as a really a beautiful portal but actually, common society never pass through the gate. Mm -hmm. They come to the gate, enjoy the, it's a nice gate, they take pictures, um, and, and that's it. But right. they never go through the portal. But right. the thing is that sexuality is a portal to the divine. It's a portal to trans uh, personal experiences. And many, many, I think, you know, uh, almost everybody who will watch it and everybody on the world, it, I, I do it many times, I ask people, who here, you know, I lecture to hundreds of people, and it's like, who here had at least one in, once in their life um, some kind of mystical experience through sex? It can be sex with your partner, with yourself, it right. doesn't matter. 
and I would say 90% of the people usually raise their hand. Right. At least once they had something that they don't have words to describe. Yes. And this is what's important because sexuality is a gateway. Yeah. Now, until you master this gateway, uh, you'll always be eaten by the dragons. It's like a gateway that has, you know, dragons on the side and monsters and shadows. So unless we look at those monsters in the eyes, unless we befriend those dragons and know how to walk with power mm. uh, through, the, through this path, we will never pass through the portal. Right. So then we're always on the outside. And I love how you describe that. And again, not going into details, but there's that element of reconnecting to the dragon inside of us, which mm -hmm. often we're really scared of oh, and yeah. we run away from because we're like, oh my God, it's a scary dragon. When actually that also is there to, to support us if we're willing to go and face it, right? Which is what yeah. you said. The dragon is a symbol, but in my understanding, uh, it, we have... You know, the, the, the simple way to describe the human brain is that you have the, the cortex and the neocortex, and underneath that there's uh, the limbic brain, which uh, all, all mammals have, and have also um, interpersonal connections and emotions. And underneath it is the, what they call the reptilian brain, which uh, reptiles, reptiles have, and, and mammals, and us. So the reptilian brain is the dragon brain. Mm. And this is like very primal, very primal, instinctual. It's the one that takes care of, thank God, of, you know, every, you know th that your heart will beat. Mm -hmm. uh, the neocortex can never do that. Um, and, um, but it's so primal that we're afraid. And, and this, there's such a division and fear of the mind, which is in the neocortex, from the deep parts of the brain that move this body and are responsible for the urges and the instincts including the sexual urge right. so most uh, religions try, try to repress suppress, yeah. suppress and yeah. control of course. and what I've seen what I've seen is that you know it never helps it never succeeds you know and I've been in religious institutes for decades um, not only Jewish, but also in, in touch with uh, Christians and Muslims and Buddhists. And it never works underneath the surface. There's always just like the sexualities and the Bubbling shadows. Part, yeah. yeah. And actually doing worse right. when it's there. Which we also see coming to light more than exactly, ever before. Exactly. Um, and even, and this is um, funny, a little frustrating, uh, many Tantra teachers are actually people who are trying to, con to find a sophisticated way to control the sexuality mm. and, and eros. And not actually coming with this uh, open heart to the dragon and willing to meet the wildness of this power that lies within them. They're trying to, okay, how can I, you know, uh, contract my mula bandha and breathe from here and breathe from there and I can move my and I control my ejaculation, control my sexuality. It's so much control language, mm. which comes from basically just fear. So you yeah. see some of the threads of tantra or, or you're saying more the mis some of the misconceptions of how it's become westernized. Because would you say that the actual truth of tantra is like that? Or no, the, I don't think so. But, I think but you it's think in the, it's, the, the, how it's become westernized. Yeah, westernized. And, uh, you know, westerners are not 
are not worse than no, Eastern else, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sure in the in the ancient East there was also there were also schools that were driven from just like let's let's find a way you know we're so afraid of the dragon let's find a way to to control, control it. it yeah um, I'm just seeing, saying that it's a completely different way when you walk this path with um, with humbleness and openness like a child and you come to meet the dragon like a child not like a knight with a with a sword with a sword to kill it yeah yeah which you mentioned a few times in sort of the you know the parables of like you know this idea of the light is the one that comes to save the day and then it's about killing the darkness as opposed to the curiosity of of honoring them both actually and seeing the beauty in in what they both bring and, yeah. and not going oh dark is bad and like you know because that's also we could talk about that for a whole podcast yeah but yeah that's a real it's a real key point so yeah so go on mm -hmm. did you have something to yeah just yeah. to say that the, you know even without dark and light just to say being human being being a human being is being spiritual intellectual emotional instinctual and sexual it's all that. Yes. And it's fascinating why different cultures and religions, and they all cut something out. Yes. All cut something out. Like, oh, you know, don't deal with sexuality. Yeah. Or don't be too emotional. Don't be know. so emotional. Yeah. And, and, and then come the, all the new age people and it's like, your mind is... Uh, yeah, forget the mind, transcend yeah. the mind and just be in the no story. Yeah, there are yeah. no stories. Yeah. And, and it's like, we are all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Why not find a way to actually embrace it all and integrate right. it all? Lovely, lovely. Mm. That's actually a beautiful place. Yeah, this is wonderful. So let's let's move on. So let's yeah, let's move on to that then because it's funny. I'm just going to share. Mm -hmm. I've been recording conversations for many years yeah. right, under another name, and I just started this new podcast, oh. which is what I've got you on, called Simon Transparently. And the, the funny thing is, of course, not planned, but every time I have this conversation with different people at the moment. The, what you just beautifully brought it all around to is it keeps coming back to this idea of wholeness, this mm -hmm. idea of embracing it all. It mm -hmm. seems like it's, for me anyway, definitely in my dialogues, it seems like this is a, a theme that's moving through again, where, Beautiful. you know, in terms of what you said, this birthing of a new civilization, which is actually, yeah, embracing it all, as you just said, honoring it all, seeing that we are it all, because you, know, you hear many spiritual talks about that, right? I, you know, you are all, all it ever was, all it ever is. You know, you have all this stuff, but sometimes they can be so conceptual that the idea of embodying that and mm -hmm. embracing that, we don't even have the tools or the, we have no, um, yeah, reference mm -hmm. of that. I don't mm -hmm. know if you want to speak to that a little bit, like even the reference point of going, <laughs> oh, I am it all, and I can be wild one minute mm -hmm. and quiet the next, and you know. Yeah, and I think this is the beauty of level one of Easter, actually, is just allowing a person to know how to actually work with the different centers and respect the different the different vibrations including the mind including the heart including the emotions including the sexuality and how to i always call it like the, our inner community it's like different voices in us and mm -hmm. they all need they all live together uh, and how do we live in this community are we suppressing one of the voices and it's like you shut up Right. Or you shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, or actually, we learn how to work together. And this is what we give the tools in, in level one, uh, a real toolbox of like, here you go. Uh, embody this and, and bring it to your life. And, and indeed, it's all about embodiment. Yes. I'm sick of 
spiritual talks. Yeah. Um, or concepts. They yeah. Keep flying around. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm a rabbi. You know, I, I spent lots of years in, in, in books and spirituality that was not embodied. And then I decided, it's like, enough of that. I just need to actually learn how to embody that and how to, how to celebrate it in, in the flesh. Uh, and, yeah, and bring it on in connect, in real sexuality, in real, you know, not performed, but like in the realness of life. Mm. Um, and then it also includes community life. Mm. And it includes our non-monogamous nature, mm. uh, which uh, we are not monogamous in our nature, but are the structures of society that... Uh, we live in pushed us all into those little boxes right. and people are not happy people are not happy uh, but they don't know why right, I, read, I, re I read that book I, I know you mentioned Sabine uh, Lichen, Lichenfels, Lichenfels. Yeah. and um, her husband yeah. that you know a sort of not her or, husband but not her husband yeah. sorry sorry a uh, yeah. uh, 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 lover whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> partner, <laughs> her partner yeah, yeah. in Shine and uh, I've been reading that book um, and they knew each other mm -hmm. and yeah, as soon as you say that, the, the, one of the key things that stood out to me in there was this whole this King Chrysops or Cecrops or something that actually birthed monogamy from this idea that, okay, now all the women have to commit solely to another man, mm -hmm. yet the men can go off and still do their thing. And they're not mm -hmm. going to show up fully mm -hmm. sexually. They're not going to show up in their fulfillment. They're not mm -hmm. actually going to bow down and be in, you know, honoring of this being. And then all the women, you know, just have to slowly over the years get suppressed. And when I read that, as she wrote it, I was like, so this was just an idea of a guy, you know, mm -hmm. a king in this essence, mm -hmm. in this story, that decided to bring that in. And then how that is filtered into our whole society, where now, you know, it's like they think that this is a great celebration where in fact it came from a great suppression you see it's, it's, yeah it's i don't know i don't know what what book you're related sabina is a is a good friend of mine for many many years or 20 years we're friends and collaborators yeah. uh, she's the founder of tamara yes, community exactly uh, both of them sabina and dieter um so i don't know the, yeah. this book but definitely we share those uh, ideas i i did write a book which is a historical novel um to be found on amazon that's called Kedesha, um, and the uh, second one actually coming really soon, in a month or something, the second book is going to be published. And Kedesha is a historical novel that actually relates to the time um, in uh, 500 BCE in Jerusalem, where there was actually a monotheistic revolution, mm. uh, conspiracy, um, that is documented even in the Bible, in the Book of Kings, as a good thing, but uh, right. which started a big suppression of of um, goddess traditions, sexuality, shaman shamanic sexuality that was celebrated in Jerusalem for hundreds of years mm. before that and thousands of years before that. Uh, yeah, so I. There is, there is a lot to talk about it, and yeah. that's why I wrote a book, big book about it. Beautiful. <laughs> so we can reference that after as well, yeah. because I think what, what that book did for me, um, or still is doing for me, I'm like reading it three times through, is mm. that it just shifted this whole idea of or, well, just what free sexuality is and how they look at it as well. And again, they're looking at it from what we mean you have spoken about. Mm -hmm. It's not just people, it's not just about orgies and sex and it's all oh. this. This is about a, a, the, the respect, what they actually say... Um, 
contact, solidarity, and trust mm -hmm. as three of their key, let's say, principles yep. of yep. how you can show up. And that you can, you, you cannot be faithful if you cannot love others. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things they say in there, right? This idea of like, mm -hmm. we get so caught up in ownership of a relationship that, that we can't allow our love to be with others. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's uh, shooting in our own foot, uh, the monogamy and, and being led by jealousy and possession because the nature of a human being as, a, as an ape, you know, uh, is, is not a monogamous nature. You're not supposed to by any means and your, your system is not meant to, you know, take one partner and be with them for the rest of your life without being attracted to other people. Yeah. Just your biology is attracted. Now you can make decisions based on priorities and you can definitely prioritize, okay, I want now to go deep with one person. Of course. Uh, but without the suppression, once you start to suppress and repress yes. the other attractions as if they don't exist, they just go in the shadow. Right, then it becomes toxic. It becomes toxic, it becomes uh, pornography, yes. it becomes uh, sometimes, uh, many times, cheating. Um, Always, yeah. <laughs> most of the time, yeah. that was my experience. Yeah, a yeah. lot, a lot of cheating behind the back and then tragedies and... and Not knowing what you can share, mm -hmm. like hold, even if you hold back so-called white mm -hmm. lies, which yeah. then become, you know... Oh, white lies are piling one on top of exactly. the other and become a, yeah, a lot of toxic there. So transparency, uh, talking about transparency, is a key, actually. Yes to being transparent with who I am and what I am and what I what will make me happy. And, you know, if you're my partner um, and you say you love me, why would you not want me to be happy and thriving? Mm. It's, a, it's a puzzling question yeah. that I ask people who say, but, but I love him. It's like, well, if you love him, don't you want him to be happy? And, and to be and, free. And... Then to be happy is yeah. to be free. Yeah. Who is happy under captivity? Nobody. Nobody yeah. is happy under captivity. Yeah. So if you love yeah. someone, set them free. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which again, we've heard that said many times, but to really live that, to own it, to let that go, you mm -hmm. know, to strip away mm -hmm. your attachments and the yep. jealousy and the anger and all this other stuff that's going to mm -hmm. bubble up and then allow that, use the tools, allow yeah. it to come, move it, and then, and then feel the freedom after yeah. is, is actually liberation, right? Yeah, and a lot of it, I, I, many times people say like, oh, we're, I'm not, we're not monogamous. I usually check how, how much freedom you actually give to your women lovers. Because we come from a patriarchic society, patriotic, patriarchic society, that uh, give many times men the permission to be non-monogamous, right. but the women are exactly. like uh, yeah. being killed if yeah. they're exactly uh, or so, slut shamed or whatever you know yeah. the whole list goes on. Yeah. So for me, like first thing, let women be sexually free, right, and have them re really be free to to choose how they want to live their sexual life. Their it's not only sexual; it's their love life. How many? Yeah, it's life force, like you said earlier. Actually, yeah. it's it's the freedom of their life force. Yeah. It's, it's, and this goes into creativity, expression, or mm. many different things. It's not yeah. just about oh, I just want to get fucked by you know um, hundreds of people. This is about full expression of the the vastness of their being. Right? Yeah. And she the, mentions that as well in the book. And I know you know them anyway. But yeah, the, she, she the, the funny thing is that this whole thing oh, I want to be fucked by many people or fuck yeah. this is. Um, the other side of repression. Exactly. Like uh, when you repress them and you hold them tight, 
what they dream of is like, I want to do it. Da, 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 right. da, da. But that's a rebellious re, uh, reaction yes. to, to, to the repression. Once you actually introduce freedom and, and the person says like, okay, what do I really want to do? Mm. So maybe at the beginning you need to go and fuck many people and have your orgies, whatever it is. But then it relaxes and it's like, oh, what I actually want to do, what I actually, who I want to move together with. Right. And the whole vibration changes. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to jump in there because that actually brings in the deeper sense of who I, who I am, mm -hmm. right? Who am I? Because you get to have that freedom of all that turbulence that's going on. And then from the who am I, we drop into the love, right? Mm -hmm. And then from the love, we drop into service. I just want to throw it in there because as you were speaking, I was like, I just saw yep. those little cogs link. And then it's like, oh, how can I actually show up my fullness? And in essence of that, we will be in service. Yeah, because, you know, because we're in that wholeness, we're in that embodiment. It's like you're only going to serve. Your actions are only going to be, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what's the word? Um, uh, enhancing for mm -hmm. the whole. Mm -hmm. And being in service is also being in service for the community. Yes. Um, and when I say community, it's not only human beings. It's also plants and, and animals right. and... Uh, we, we as humans, we derive pleasure from being of service when it comes from our freedom. Yeah. It's like when you, when if someone is free, it's like, okay, I want to eat what I need to eat. I want to sleep what I need to sleep. And then it's like, what can I serve? What can right. I, what can I give? What can I give? What can I give? Exactly. And the same would be in relationships and to your children and mm. to the environment. Uh, and, and this is in, in inherent part of the, yeah. of the new civilization it's 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 based on love and freedom and it's coming from service yeah. actually beautiful that's actually a super i mean i have some other questions but i'm also mindful that's a beautiful place to end up wow thank you everybody if you've been watching this listening to this we're totally free-flowing in this cave with this beautiful man i had this wonderful group that have been quiet for us over there thank you so much for allowing us to, to complete this uh, I don't know if you heard anything. Maybe you got inspired in some way. Maybe not. Who knows? It's good pizza. They have good pizza. <laughs> you can watch it after. Yeah, enjoy your pizza. Um, so, yeah, thank you, everyone, for watching. We just spontaneously came to this cave today. And, yeah, there's other there, – I'm going to grab um, Pele another time because I, I wanted to cover some other topics. But I hope you can get an essence of, of what we're pointing to around this, uh, you know, again, sovereignty, synergy, sacredness, this transparency, this, like, really – taking responsibility for ourselves, full responsibility, which is the ability to respond, right? Really, that's what we've got to look at. And then how can we show up in the world and be the change? Not, I know Gandhi, again, spiritual concepts, you know, be the change you want to see in the world, but not just as a damn concept or a meme or some beautiful quote that we share on social media. How are you being the change? And uh, if we start from that place when we wake up in the morning, boom, we start to contribute to a new civilization. <laughs> and I love waking up in Gozo. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Simon. Uh, yeah, for sitting with me today. And thank you to beautiful Dawn for thank being you. our co-pilot in this. And thank you, everybody, Dara. for tuning in. Thank you, Dara. Yeah, thank you, Dara. <sighs> this is our time to rise.